Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. This is Real Estate Coaching Radio. The numbers came out, hey, on my birthday. Yes. And this continues to be the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. I was looking at all the numbers. Uh, it was early this morning, a little bit last night. It really is amazing how fast this podcast is growing. Um, I don't know what it sounds like to say this, but I'm not surprised at all. Me neither. Yeah, because we're the only ones out there that are telling agents not to spend all their time doing passive lead generation, not to essentially wait for the market to come to them. We're the only ones out there that I'm aware of that are telling people to do proactive lead generation and learn how to be their best versions of themselves as a real estate professional. Everyone else is sort of spend all your time on social, on TikTok, which is kind of hilarious because we got a solicitation today mm -hmm. that TikTok wants us to put our podcast on TikTok. Apparently, they haven't been listening to the podcast. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? <laughs> they sent us a corporate solicitation Goodness. offering to feature the podcast on TikTok. But it's, to your point, they obviously haven't listened to the podcast to know how much we enjoy making fun of TikTok. Indeed. But that aside, I mean, we're just having fun, right? We're just, we, by uh, Julie and I making fun of things, what we're trying to do is get you guys to laugh at yourselves into the realization, you know, with the hope, hopeful realization that doing this passive lead generation stuff, albeit fun and entertaining and creative, um, is not real work. And at the end of the day, if you really want to have consistent, like I was on a coaching call today, mm -hmm. um, right before this pod with two guys that are just, you know, we've coached uh, Steven on and off for years and his partner. And they're just, you know, they're really fantastic. They're really great real estate practitioners and they do all the social stuff. They do all this and the other thing. And uh, Anthony has got a really great social presence. Just really, you know, it's textbook perfect, but all their business comes from direct contact. None of their business comes from social. People will maybe say, I saw your social, I saw your pictures on Instagram. Uh, but the reason that he is getting business or they picked up three listings since our last call is because effectively they're direct contacts, conversations. And that's the thing that you guys have to understand. It's the real offline work that the online work is supposed to reinforce. The online work by itself is highly ineffective. It's the offline work that the online work is then supposed to support. That's really the whole function of social and be really super clear about that. So as I mentioned, today is my birthday and we are doing something special for my birthday. We're going to be sharing with you guys. It's actually Tim and Julie's story time. Uh-oh. <laughs> Warning. <laughs> Warning. We're going to be reading to you guys um, one of the one of our favorite, I think, uh, parables, I think, mm -hmm. uh, called The Tale of Two Wolves. But what we're going to be reading to you is the real version that was written um, by the Cherokees, not the sanitized version that the mindset movement effectu uh, uh, you know, effectively had neutered over the years. So Julie and I found the original a parable, and we're going to read it to you in a second. Um, but before we do, I want to welcome a new sponsor, a new podcast sponsor uh, called Red X. And Red X is the company that Julie and I used when we were selling real estate. It's the company that we've always suggested agents use who are serious about building their listing into the business. Red X is one of these companies that provides uh, leads for you, not just expires le expired leads for sale by owner leads, but all the, remember when we tell you guys there's at least 20 different sources of seller leads that are in your marketplace right now that have their hands in the air, they're saying they want to, you know, 
sell their houses. And all you have to do is effectively be in contact with them, call them. That's what our coaching company teaches you how to do. Well, Red X is the, is the, is sort of the glue that holds the, your action with your results together because we're going to teach you what to say and how to say it. They're going to then provide you the leads and tell you who to call. And so we've made it very easy for you to become a Red X subscriber. It's very affordable, so much so that when you join today, because it's my birthday, by simply texting the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372, they're going to give you a $150 discount. Now you can get, and I'll tell you how to set this up when you're setting up your Red X account. Absolutely get the expired leads, get the for sale by owner leads, get the notice default leads, get the, um, uh, with, you know, there's uh, for rent by, or the, absentee owner leads, get all those leads from them, but specifically with expireds, and sometimes in all, not all markets is this available, but go back and pull up the old expireds, pulled up the all the older leads. The newer leads obviously are generally speaking going to be the better quality ones, but the older ones, no one's working anymore. So if you go back and call the old expireds using our scripts, you're gonna find a lot of these guys, not only, well, here's the really what, the epiphany that all of you will have, the, the aha moment, right? It'll be that the sellers don't know how much their properties are actually worth when their listing expired like a year ago or whatever, and you call them up and say, guess what, You're, the best thing that ever happened to you is your house didn't sell last year, because now it's worth approximately 16 or 18% more. You know, those are calls that I'll, every one of you are going to be wanting to have with sellers because they're going to love that call, right? Very little rejection involved when you're telling somebody they won the lottery, right? That's exactly. that's not going to happen. So definitely what you want to become a Red X subscriber. It's what we have uh, prescribed to all of our coaching clients for the last two decades. So just text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And when you do, we're going to text you back a link so you can become a Red X user as well as get the $150 discount. So text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And again, this is the same system that Julie and I used when we sold real estate. So Julie, let's just jump right in and you can start right there. Oh, by the way, these notes, um, because it was actually hard to find the original uh, parable. Yes, it was. Yeah. It took some research. It did. Um, so these notes are going to be on um, iTunes. They're going to be on Stitcher, the Spotify, our main website, timandjulieharris.com. So some of you are going to want to print these notes out and you're going to want to share them with other people, your family, your friends. And I strongly encourage you to do so because this story, as it was originally written, um, if you understand really the whole intent of it is incredible, truthfully. Yes, very impactful, I think. So today's show, again, is The Legend of Two Wolves. However, it's not the version that you've probably heard before. What we're about to share with you is the actual story, not the sanitized for modern ears version that removes the heart of the intended meaning. So here's the story. There is a Cherokee Indian legend about two wolves. You've probably heard it before, in fact. We did a podcast about it. But what you didn't know is that over time, the story has gotten a bit sanitized or watered down. As it turns out, the original story has an even more important lesson contained within its parable. So let's compare the two and talk about why the story was likely revised, what the real meaning is, and how you can apply the lesson to your daily personal and business lives. And I went and Julie and I were having fun bantering about why the story was changed. And I think when you guys hear the original one, you're going to realize why it was changed. Um, it was really the ending, by and large, that was changed. Yeah, but why it was changed, why we've all been taught sort of the sanitized <laughs> version, yeah. it's fun for you to ask yourselves that question as Julie's reading the original story. So go ahead, Julie. Yes. So here's what you've probably heard or read at some point. A Cherokee elder speaks to his grandson about life. He said, a battle rages inside me. It is dangerous and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry, envious, sorry, regretful, arrogant, has self-pity, guilt, 
resentment, lies, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, and faith. He said, the same fight goes on inside of you and inside of everyone else as well. The grandson pondered the words of his grandfather and asked, which wolf will win? In the story you're familiar with, you've probably heard that the old Cherokee elder simply replied, the wolf you feed. However, compare that ending to how the story of the two wolves really ends. Here we go. The old Cherokee smiled and replied, if you feed them right, they both win. He continues, you see, if I feed only the white wolf, the black wolf will hide in the dark, waiting for me to falter so that it can pounce and get the attention he craves. The black wolf will always be angry and fight with the white wolf. But if I acknowledge him, both he and the white wolf can be satisfied and we all win, for the black wolf has qualities that I need and that the white wolf lacks. Tenacity, courage, fearlessness, the strength of will, as well as resourcefulness. He said the white wolf instead provides compassion, caring, love, and the ability to value the needs of others over my own. You see, the two wolves actually need each other. Feeding only one and starving the other will eventually make both uncontrollable. Caring for both allows them both to serve you so that you can do something greater, something good with your time on earth. Feed them both and you will quiet their internal struggle for your attention. And when there is no battle inside, you can then hear the voices of deeper knowing that will guide you in choosing the right path in every circumstance. Peace, my son, is what we must all strive for in life. He who has peace inside has everything. He who harbors a storm within, within his heart and his soul has nothing. How you choose to treat the opposing forces within you will ultimately determine how you live. So why do you think, Julie Harris, mm -hmm. that the sanitized version has become so prevalent? Why is it that the version that most Westerners will have, maybe if they've heard this before, why is it that that doesn't include the fact that basically both the, uh, essentially the good and the evil must, not should, but must coexist in all of us? Why do you think yeah. it, that was edited off? Well, I think that society at large has gone to this thought that we can't have any conflict and any type of uh, negativity is bad and that we get triggered easily by things. And it's also very expedient and kind of woo-woo to just say, it's the one you feed. I think it's just too sanitized. Well, the real, yes. So what I was thinking was because people don't want to acknowledge evil. That's what I'm saying. Anything that makes you feel bad or some kind of consternation yeah, must be I, bad and get away I from I mean it. it in a religious sense. Sure. Okay, I people can, people, yeah. people only want it like, and this is, and again, we're not going to, this is my birthday, so you guys have to do, be subjected to Julie <laughs> and I not necessarily talking about real estate stuff. So I'm not going to be overly, uh, I'm not going to be overly uh, sensitive about what I'm saying. Yes. But the reality of it is, is that in society, people want to believe there's good. They don't want to, in, in our society right now, mm -hmm. people don't want to believe in evil. Right. So they don't want to believe that evil can actually Someone can be evil. Nobody wants to say. I agree with that. Nobody wants to say that that person is evil. No one wants to say that thought is evil. That country is evil. That policy is evil. Those people are evil. No one wants to say that. And why don't they want to say that? Because in a way, by saying there's good and there's evil, it's a inference of a uh, belief in religion. And a lot of people don't know that by uh, rejecting the idea that there's evil that they are in essence basically they're, – they're not really thinking independently. They're in essence trying to parrot what maybe popular culture, who's mostly religionless nowadays, has taught them. And that's the reason I think personally it was edited off 
Because here's the thing, and you guys got to think about this. If there's black, there's white. If there's good, there's evil. There can't be one without the other. And there is an honest-to-God evil that can that absolutely exists inside the, the heart of man. And there's been a lot of really great uh, – who is it? Jacob Bernowski wrote about this. And there's a lot of great books that were written about it. But all of you just intuitively know what we're saying is true. I don't want to believe that someone could just be evil. And maybe someone's not just 100% evil. They're evil about specific things. But evil exists in all of us. And, and here's the thing. It's the uh, – what was the book that I um, – I'm trying to remember. The Heart of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Who wrote that? Do you remember? I don't remember the author. Uh, what was the movie it was based on? Our movie was based on it in the 60s. Uh, it was very good. Someone's screaming at their uh, yeah, phone right now. They're Googling. Yeah, they're Googling. No, there was a – I'll remember it in a second. It, any, anyway, so the moral of the story is is that the for you to become a, a truly fulfilled person and to deny that you have within you the the uh, that you could be evil is in a way of not ever realizing that you can leverage that energy to for good. So if you spend your time not really acknowledge you don't so you don't have to feed it that's true you don't have to allow it to manifest that's definitely true but to deny that it exists is going to make you vulnerable to evil so evil doesn't want you to believe in evil this guy is rounding the bend of this you know I think obtuse topic but it's my birthday so I'm going to talk about <laughs> what I'm talking about wait you already gave them a gift at the top of the podcast exactly so it's okay. right so but that that is the truth the reality of it is is evil doesn't want you to think that evil exists evil wants you to believe that it doesn't exist and that everyone is good and then there are only differing perspectives there are not differing perspectives when it comes to evil evil is evil. When someone kills a child, when someone does harm against another person, when someone commits a genocide, when these different things that are happening like right now are happening over in the Ukraine that you hear about happening, you know, that is just evil. You you do not put a label on it other than, well, that's just a misunderstanding. Hmm. Why popular culture doesn't want to call it out for what it is, you've got to be really questioning that. Because what then happens when you say that's evil, then you're acknowledging the fact that there's evil in that person, there's evil in the person that's doing the crime. Look, you know, I'll use this overused example about this, but people talk about Hitler all the time. Pure evil. Not true. I mean, Hitler is, uh, you know, obviously, I'm not saying he's a good guy, and I'm not saying he wasn't evil because ultimately he was, Mm -hmm. but he did a lot of things that if you look at it out of context, and a lot of people have tried to, Hitler, like there was, I was hearing a podcast the other day, uh, Lex Friedman, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about essentially the Nazis and uh, the Nazi scientists, and they were talking about uh, Hitler before he became the Hitler we all know of, Mm -hmm. and the people that, some people were, um, you know, children and whatnot when they came across him and all the rest of it, and he was an artist and all these other things. Nobody thought he was evil. Mm -hmm. So there was evil that was was within him that when he had the power and the influence, he obviously did absolutely heinous crimes. So we all say evil Hitler, right? But here's the thing. There's evil that's happening right now in the world, and we're not acknowledging that. So why is it that we're not realizing that evil is always surrounding us and that there's just something omnipresent in our – there's a dark part in all of our souls, and that's the, that's the heart of this parable. Use that to your advantage. Realize and recognize that. That way, when you see something for what it is, when someone commits a crime – when someone does something that's evil, you're not going to be lulled into complacency and believing that person just needs to be understood. And maybe they have a perspective but the reason that they drowned that cat. Or maybe they have a perspective why they acted that way. No, that was just evil. 
And evil is evil. And you got to see it for what it is. That way you can take countermeasures. Otherwise, you're going to have evil done upon it, done within yourself. Or you're going to allow evil to manifest within you or within your family or your children in particular. When a kid does something that's bad, when a kid does something that's evil, there is no gray area. There is that was bad, period. I 100% agree. And just because we're taking some liberties here and you mentioned uh, it's my birthday. Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. One of the problems with not acknowledging evil is you are enabling it to sneak up upon you. Right. And I'll give you a very salient case study, all right, of, of last week. We have friends that are Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. okay? They live down the street. I had been, as this thing ramped up, I had been checking in on her and her family. And the, the first, like two days before the invasion, she said, you know, I talked to everybody and they said, well, unless you're right on this particular border, you wouldn't know anything was going on. They didn't acknowledge evil. Nobody thought it would happen couple days later, she said, everybody's still okay. And then the real invasion happened. And she said, you know, I talked with my friends, and I believe her grandfather still lives there. And, and she said they all said the same thing. Not a single person believed it could happen. That's why they woke up. That's why you see people with one suitcase fleeing the country. She said not a single person believed that that was going to be real. It sneaks up on you. Same thing with some of the things that Hitler did, of course. That's the thing is you cannot turn a blind eye to it. Otherwise, it will kick your butt. So let's let's reel this back into the story. But just this is I love history as do you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and we're okay. living in it now. And we're living in it now. We are unfortunately, if you want to, well, I, that's the truth. Unfortunately, we're living in a very uh, historic time. But there were plenty of stories, and you guys can read your own history about how people in Germany. You know, everyone likes to pick on the Nazis. They certainly deserve it. People in Germany were living one town away from where there were concentration camps, and acted like to this day, those that are still alive and their, or their grandchildren, they'll say, well, we didn't know that was going on. You're lying. Mm -hmm. You were complicit in allowing that evil to happen. What should they have done? I don't know. I wasn't there. But the, the fact is it wasn't just there one day. Uh, it wasn't just not a field one day and there the next. There was a lot of things that were little tiny little, oh, you know what? Those Nazis, I mean, they're kind of, you know, jerks, but let's just put up with it. Oh, then there's this. Let's just put up with it. You allow the evil to build and it compounds. And then all of a sudden you have concentration camps one town over. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens culturally. That's what happens in, throughout history. People, good people have allowed uh, evil mm -hmm. within other humans to essentially manifest and become the norm. And it's because we're complacent and we allow it to happen. Totally agree. And that, you know, I appreciate wanting to think positively and having a good, strong mindset. Right there. Right? That's the full, that's the rounding of the bend. That's the reason yes. that the bad wolf was removed from the parable. Right. Because people don't want to believe in evil. That's There's, the woo-woo part I was bringing up. Right. That's the woo-woo part. That's the weakness that if we allow to be pervasive in our lives, will make it so that we are not ready for evil when it happens. And you want to, you, Ukraine right now. There you go. The example Julie gave you. That's a perfect example. Yes, so we all have both within us, but how do we handle each? It's all in the care and feeding, isn't it? So here are some practical, tactical applications to apply to your daily business and personal life. And we came up with four, but you can certainly elaborate if you'd like to add to some of these. So point number one, the fear wolf. When you feed it, you'll fail to achieve your goals in life. Instead, starve the fear, but feed the wolf of courage, and soon you'll meet or exceed your goals. During times of change and uncertainty, like we're living now, acknowledge the fearful wolf, but feed the courageous one within you. Okay, so here's how uh, you can use fear. You will all, I hope and I pray, get to the point where you have financial abundance and you're rich from having helped, you know, 
thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not millions of people. And with that, you become rich and you have enough abundance financially that money's working for you. You no longer have to work for your money. And then you're going to cross thresholds where you're going to start becoming complacent because you have so much financial abundance. You don't have to worry about money anymore. But now you're finding yourself wanting to write a book or you're finding yourself wanting to take yourself to the next level financially. Or you're wanting to find yourself to, you want to you know, manifest the energy that it originally took for you to essentially create this fortune for yourself. And now you're wanting to use that same energy uh, to build a church or to have some, you know, make some significant contribution to humanity. How do you go and manifest that same spirit, that fighting energy? You can manifest evil because what you can do is evil and fear are hand in hand. You can create within yourself the fear that it took for you originally to break free of the shackles of being financially dependent and, and not being rich, right? So what it took for you originally to decide that you're going to be the crab that gets out of the bucket, long-term listeners, you know what we're talking about. Uh, once you've broken out of that bucket, that is an acknowledgement that you now know you can go to whatever level you want to. You will get to a certain level. You will find yourself becoming complacent. You'll want to do something more with your life. How are you going to do it? you got to put yourself back in that bucket mentally and emotionally, not financially or physically or spiritually, right? Don't actually put yourself back in that state, but go back into uh, – your inner, you know, put yourself back in the state where you felt that same energy, the fear, and then use that fear to motivate yourself. Fear is one of the best motivators or one of the most lethal destructors of human potential. Use the fear to motivate yourself. Um, that's one of my secret powers, honestly. I can lean back into feeling fearful back when you and I got married 31 years ago and we had no money, right? right. Or how I grew up with was, was mostly with no money. So in those particular states, it's very easy for me when I'm looking for, well, why the hell am I not getting stuff done faster? Or, you know, Julie and I need to come out with a new book or whatever it is. I can put myself back in that state and I can give myself a, the right dosage of fear. And that will now to Julie's point, to point number one here, if you allow too much fear to manifest, then what happens is it's going to attract more fear. More fear is going to make you put you in a state of complacency and inaction. And there and within that can slip in. Uh, all kinds of things, you know, namely for the sake of the wolf story here, evil. Point number two, Julie. Yes. Point number two, when facing conflict, both real or imagined, stop to hear the voices of each wolf. While the fearful wolf makes you frosty and keeps you on the lookout for threat vectors, the tenacious and fearless wolf makes you take action. You need both, but in different ways. And I was thinking about what you just said about how you can manifest those feelings to find your motivation. That's because I, I would know. I've been married to you forever, right? Three decades. Okay. Is that you've learned how to regulate that. You've learned how to, for, for the fearful wolf or for the, the black wolf in the story, maybe he's got one of those little treat things that, you know, he pushes <laughs> on it and he gets a treat every now and then, mm -hmm. but just enough to keep it going without overindulging. And maybe the white wolf over here, which is when you are creative and motivated and that's when you're getting things done, Maybe that wolf gets a few extra treats, so but it's all about regulating how you're going back and forth. The acknowledgement that that can be a motivational factor without letting it get too far and spinning out of control. So let's give a coaching example since you were just touching on that and you inspired a thought. Mm -hmm. um, you guys, if you start thinking about your own cycles of life uh, or people that you know, maybe your parents, people, you just think about what I'm about to say. Most people have conditioned themselves to go from um, feast to famine financially. 
they very rarely stay on a consistent upward trajectory. And that happens with their health, their spirituality, their physicality. A lot of people go through these ups and these downs and these ups and the downs. But we're, you know, real estate coaches and we've obviously focused primarily on money stuff. So let's focus on that. What I have seen countless times is that you will hear these success stories. Well, here, Warren Buffett said it best. America loves to celebrate the comeback story. I love to celebrate the person that made it and never lost it and kept on building it. I want to say that again. Americans love to celebrate the comeback story. I, you know, someone who made it then lost it and then, you know, came back from it again. I love to celebrate the person that made it, never lost it and kept on building it. Look at Elon Musk, for example. Okay. So the moral of the story of what I'm trying to tell you with all this is that if you allow fear to become so omnipresent and powerful, and that becomes the very drug to Julie's point that you need to feel motivated, you will build, you will create. You will maybe have this beautiful world around you, a beautiful family, beautiful life, great lifestyle. But if the thing that took for you to actually build all of that is was this huge, fearful, dread feeling, and all of a sudden you've arisen uh, past that, so you no longer have to feel it because you've got enough abundance in your life. And there's not a particular number here, so don't get stuck on this. Whatever it is, for some of you, it could be 100 grand in the bank. For some of you, it's 100 million in the bank. It doesn't matter. So once you get to that point, what a lot of, and I see this mostly happening with men, truthfully, mm -hmm. what a lot of men will do is they destroy it so that they push themselves back into that state of feeling the fear. They will destroy it because they do not know how to modulate it and use it to their advantages. They'll cheat on their wives. They'll develop drug or alcohol problems. They'll overspend. They'll start doing stupid investments. They'll do all the, they'll stop doing the things that it took for them to get to that point. Uh, in the first place. And they'll just, you know, they'll stop proactively lead generating. They'll start doing just stupid things that, that too much golf, too much time away from the office, not watching their KPIs. And they do that. They destroy what they created. They put themselves back. Now, what caused them to actually do that? Because they had something inside of them that they did not acknowledge. And it was the dark wolf. The dark wolf was saying, you know, I'm, all, it was essentially pulling them back down into the pit to where they're going to lose everything that they have because it's only when they've lost everything that they have that they feel alive, they feel motivated. So they didn't know how to take the fear of the dark wolf in small doses. They decided that they need to basically overdose and lose everything that they had, destroy what they've created. And a lot of people do this on a regular basis. You'll see people that have levels of success. They'll go from peaks to valleys, peaks to valleys. That is not necessary. That is absolutely abnormal to act. Well, it's normal, unfortunately, but it's not required. You can have consistent, ever-increasing levels of success day after day, month after month, year after year. It doesn't have to be these peaks and valleys. Now, eventually, obviously, it all comes to an end, but along the way, you could certainly continue to build this up. So that's what Julie was talking about when knowing how to use fear to motivate yourself. That's how you can balance the good. And Now, if I just sat around and said, oh, change of voice, be ready. <laughs> hey, Julie. Um, I'm going to manifest and I'm going to sit around and I'm in my uh, uh, my uh, dream board and I'm going to write down all the things that I want and I'm going to sit around secret. You guys remember that? And I'm going to sit around and I'm just going to allow the universe to bring me everything. There is no evil. There's good in everything. I'm just going to think about what I want in life. I'm not going to take the actions. I'm not going to you guys see what happens. That's the woo woo part of it that essentially neutered the essence of the story. That's it. And how did that work out for everyone? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you know, by the way, the second mm -hmm. secret movie, mm -hmm. the one that came out recently with Tom Cruise, with Katie, what's her name? I can't remember. 
remember, uh, but where they talk about actually taking action. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's I I mean just a yeah. you know we can bag on the secret the fallacy and the secret that came out in the you know it was like 20 years ago was there was no taking action aspect of it. But I'd have to say that like I said the the movie that uh, came out most recently, which was Rhonda Byrne, I think was I think that's right. yeah she she came out with a new one. It was great. Yes, much improved and much more realistic, tactical and practical, which yeah, we're a was. fan of. Yep. So point number three, realize that you have more power of your emotions, your happiness, and your trajectory in life than you think. It isn't the events in your life that have the power. It's how you react to those events that empower. Do you choose sorry, envy, regret, and fear, or do you choose courage, inner peace, and hope? If you're not sure, just say it's too soon to tell. Yeah, there you go. So that way you have the option and at least you're being introspective about it. So point number four, you set the tone. Your choice to acknowledge your fears, trepidations, and worries, but to move forward with your courage, leadership, and strength sets the tone for your family, your work colleagues, and most importantly, yourself. And don't think for a second that people are not paying attention. Of course they are. You set the tone with those decisions you make. So in conclusion, on my birthday podcast, and this is an unusual topic for us, this is the type of topic we talk about with our friends or if we're sitting around with you guys, you know, having coffee or whatever, this is the kind of fun conversation to have. And, you know, so we're taking a little sidestep and hopefully you are appreciative of it. But here's the thing. You've got to acknowledge the reality that, you know, there's a balance of good and evil in all of us. And some unfortunate times, and this is one of those times what's happening in Eastern Europe right now, there is no doubt that what's going to be happening over there is some extreme examples of evil. And those things are happening that's happening over in uh, China right now, um, uh, it, just all over the world. These, For us to not acknowledge them, for us not to call them out for what they are, for us not to see them for what they are, they then can manifest. And then they can manifest in other people. So somebody is over there. Uh, what was the Chinese? The, you remember the Chinese people right now that are being persecuted? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, yeah they're being—they're basically being forced into slave labor, and they're being they're essentially Pure there's evil. a genocide that's going on over there. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, nobody knows for sure, but that's basically what's you know. Yes. So pure evil, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that someone who maybe was not inclined that way is in that environment, like the two German towns that are, you know, the Auschwitz is here and here's like, you know, some village that's a couple towns away. The people that are in the couple towns away, the kids, they know what's going on over there. They just think, well, the adults don't do anything about it. So this, that must be a way, an acceptable way for us to treat other humans. That must be okay. That must be the way that people are actually supposed to act. Now you've essentially allowed some little kid who's the future of, you know, that little town and the future of, you know, the world basically to believe something that's evil. That's the reason that when you have evil, when you come across evil, see it for what it is and don't just sweep it under the carpet and don't just forgive it. Don't just basically say the person needs more hugs and, you know, needs to basically fill out their gratitude journal. The reality of it is, is that within all of us is evil. And when that evil manifests, nip it in the bud, especially in your own family, right? Especially within yourself. But at the same time, acknowledge that the evil, which manifests itself, and Julie read you guys how the, the evil wolf, you should read this, uh, the dark, the, the how he uh, manifests right here. This one right here, read that quote again. Uh, the evil wolf is angry, envious, sorry, regretful, arrogant, has self-pity, Guilt, resentment, lies, superiority, and ego. This sounds a lot like describing the whole victimhood mentality. Exactly. And that it's not your fault. So we've been using extreme examples to grab your attention. But those words that Julie just used, think about how prevalent those are in our society right now. Envy, 
you know, regretfulness, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, lies, superiority, and ego. Didn't I just describe social networking? <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> yeah. is, isn't that every TikTok? Me I'm just joking, <laughs> trying to make you laugh. But so don't you guys see yeah. what happens? Is the, so it's evil isn't just the concentration camp, again, using that as an extreme example. Or evil isn't just what's happening probably over in Ukraine. Evil is all those little seemingly forgivable emotions and behaviors that manifest from it. And then what happens when somebody is living in a life of envy, sorry, regretfulness, arrogance, self-pity, resentment, lies, superiority, and ego? What happens to that person over time? Do they become a productive, uh, you know, useful person in society? Do they live a life of uh, wanting to be of service to other people? No, they become worse. They become more evil. That then becomes pervasive. And you start seeing that take over a complete society. These types of things, these cycles have actually happened before. I was watching a really great uh, video yesterday. I, uh, I posted on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I'll post it on Instagram too, okay. assuming it lets me. It might not. Uh, by Ray Dalio. If you guys, if I can't post it someplace where you guys can see it, just go on YouTube and Google Ray Dalio. Look at the last video that he posted. And he's been writing about, I, you know, he's, it's pretty incredible. Watch his last video. Do not get mired in the political leanings of, you know, Ray Dalio or all the people that try to put him in some new world order shoebox or any of those types of things. Listen to what he's presenting in the video because he's basically giving you a history lesson. And what you'll see is societies on a whole all the way back. I mean, what? The Earth is five billion years old and we've been on this planet for, I mean, humans have been around for, what, 5,000 years or something? It's like nothing. Yeah. And if you look back upon the all recorded history, it's always followed every great civilization. And let's just talk about the Western civilizations have always followed very similar patterns. And you could make the argument, I think, and what Ray is making the argument, United States is following the inevitable pattern that does not lead to great outcomes for a country. Right. And, and so he's making the argument that we're on the same path to essentially becoming an also-ran. Yes, but he makes a historical argument, not just his opinion. Right. That, that's why I appreciate listening to him because he's very detailed and factual about it. And one of the, one of the most relevant things that happens with uh, a society that makes it so that you know it's on the decline is when there is an omnipresent sense of dread. And what one side has always done, not just in our country, but going back again to the beginning of you know human history, is they've always the pol the politics have always tried to pit the haves versus the have-nots. So the have-nots are, are, are going to be you know they're victims. They're in a have-not position because the evil people with the money and the whatever are the ones that are essentially hoarding it all, and they're taking away from the that and that those types of recurring themes have been you know prevalent in. Western civilization going all the way back to, you know, ancient times. And it's very important that you guys watch that, understand it, realize where we are in this sort of um, parabola of time with regards to uh, a societal evolution and watch his video so you'll understand. And while he did leave it on an optimistic perspective, we don't necessarily have to go into the trash heaps of countries. There are certain things you can turn things around. But one of the things he was saying, and he didn't say it as overtly as this, but this is what he was saying. You have to acknowledge evil. You have to acknowledge the things within your own soul, with your own behavior, within your own family, with your own society, within the world that causes the good to be drowned out. And it all starts with your own behaviors, right? Are you believing that, for example, you can't get that listing uh, because, you know, whatever excuse you've created in your head? Or are you believing that 
you as a skilled licensee who knows it is in your highest and truest purpose in this planet as a licensee or as anyone is to be of service to other people. If you're in alignment with your mindset of gratitude and if you're in alignment with your mindset of being of service to other people, evil cannot coexist within your heart. It'll still be there, but it'll not be the driving force versus the regretfulness, arrogance, self-pity, resentment, lies, superiority, and ego. You are what you Well, say so something? I wanted to end the podcast with a reminder that the other wolf is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, and faith. And it's all of our job to lead with that while still acknowledging evil is there. And I, I am hopeful. I mean, look at how the world did react to Ukraine. You know, everybody thought it would just be one and done. That's it. Just let the evil take over. But I, I am hopeful that there is some level of acknowledgement. And I don't know how it all resolve, but that's something that I'm keeping an eye on. The so. unintended consequences of what's going on in Ukraine are just not going to end Staggering. with basically some sort of uh, – you're going to see re, all the Western countries, note, regardless of whether NATO or not, are definitely going to be built – uh, essentially building their own borders again. They're going to be reconstituting their own military. You're going to see all sorts of things happen because there was this Ukrainian thing. And let's again, let's just assume that it ends that the uh, Ukrainian, what's your, what's the guy's name? The Ukrainian, Zelensky. Zelensky came out and said, you know what? I guess we can take the NATO thing off the table. We're fine. We won't ask to be part of NATO. So they're trying to resolve that and they're trying to placate Russia. And let's just assume all that plays out. But all those other countries, including NATO now, they're all having these internal conversations saying, what the hell just happened? How did that happen in 2022? Had that happen in a modern era? That is something we didn't think would ever happen again. It did happen. One country is going to take over another country. Um, you know, how crazy is that? And now we're going to have to, this is how these European countries are going to start to act. And when that starts to happen and they start to build their militaries again, that does change the contextual nature of governments, of the political leaders, of what a society, of, look, I mean, Elon Musk, you pointed this out and I researched it. Elon Musk, I'd say on the surface, we can believe that he's uh, the super green hero, you know, superhero, right? <laughs> he is Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark, but he's the Tony Stark on the surface. The green hero, yeah. The green hero, right? You, oh, electric cars and, and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. But he came out and said. He said, you know, I know that this is going to hurt my company, Tesla. But, you know, we really need to be energy independent around here and we ought to fire up those gas and oil lines so that we can take care of ourselves. And the nuclear power plants. And, in the nu and nuclear. And he said, you know, I understand this is going to hurt my company, but I believe in the greater good. Let's get this figured out. Right. Because electric and being able to essentially be wind and solar is so far into the distant future. The technology is just not there. And he is basically saying, and I mean, that takes incredible courage. Absolutely. For, think about that. Think about how many business leaders would have uh, essentially you know thrown themselves into the into that situation where they're saying world do something that's actually not for my best interest but it's for the betterment of humanity and now you know literally in today what what is the uh, gas prices have almost doubled i think since 2019 something like that and food prices and all of this we have to deal with what's happening now we might go towards more sustainable energy, but that is so far down the road that what is the suffering that will happen between here and there? Yeah. And I thought it was very respectable that he came out and, as a leader, because that's acknowledged that he is, and said, this is what needs to happen. It's incredible, guys. These are all the unintended consequences of allowing evil to manifest. It's going to all these little different things that are going to happen. They're always constantly happening all the way around us. Acknowledge it for what it is. Acknowledge it within yourself. Use it for, you know, 
you can occasionally scratch the head of the good wolf and mm -hmm. occasionally hash, scratch the head of the bad wolf. Don't obviously you want to have both of them, you know, be happy. So one's not hanging out in the shadows and wanting to jump at you when you're not paying attention, because that is also what happens. That's the reason that a lot of people will destroy themselves. Uh, but guys, this is the reality. This is the truth is, is that you are in the right place at the right time at a blessed time in history. Why? Because there's going to be more people and I, this is, you know, real estate, right? There are going to be more people wanting to buy and sell real estate over the rest of our lifetimes than has been at any time in the history of humanity in your town, in the United States, around the world. The, there are so many positive forces that no matter what happens geopolitically, no matter what happens with interest rates, no matter what happens with alien visitation, yes, that happened last year, no matter what happens anywhere, you are going to always have homes to sell. You are always going to have an ability to make a living. You just have to put yourself in a position where you're, start, where you're going to remove your ego, which is in the category of the, you know, according to the Cherokee elder of the evil wolf, right, the dark wolf. Ego is a big part of it. Isn't it ego ultimately that's preventing you from wanting to learn how to actually be a proactive lead generator? Isn't it ego ultimately that's actually causing you to not want to actually have conversations with people about buying or selling real estate? We told you at the top of today's podcast about Red X. Red X will uh, provide for you expired leads. Some of you, you know, hopefully you knew. By now, you know what an expired lead is. How many of you, and they provide a lot of their leads than just expired leads, but how many of you, if I put a stack of expired leads in front of you and I gave you the script, how many of you would say, I'm not going to do it? Why won't you do it? Write down the list of why you won't do it. Here's what you'd write down. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. You're okay, practical things first, but then you're going to get to the heart of it. I don't want to be seen as a pushy salesperson. I don't want to see myself having to do real sales work. I don't want to be judged or all these types of ego thoughts. You see what happens? That's the evil. The evil is then supplement, uh, uh, replacing the good that comes from you being a proactively generated. For example, replace that with, I'm going to call this seller who tried to sell their house and I'm going to help them. You guys see it? You guys see both of these things, how it operates simultaneously in our minds. And if we allow the evil to manifest, if we allow the ego to manifest, then what's going to happen is you're going to then get an email from someone selling you a bunch of buyer leads and you're going to say, yes, please. Or someone's going to say you send you some, uh, you know, training on how to make a bunch of TikTok videos. And then the world's going to pour leads on you and you're going to say, yes, please, because your ego shut down your potential to actually allow the good within you and the truest, essentially the essence of yourself, which is being of service to other people to manifest. So hopefully this resonates with all of you. Hopefully. <laughs> do something about it do something about it this is our uh, this is real estate coaching radio by the way, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and thank you for continuing to make this number and listen to daily podcast for real estate agents of the nation this was an unusual show because it is my birthday and Julie and I wanted to talk about this topic with all of you. We had been talking about it ourselves because we love the fact that we found the original version of this parable and figured some of you, not all of you, but some of you would appreciate it as well. So in the meantime, guys, please keep on giving a, you know, if you've not yet done so and you're looking for the perfect birthday present to give to me, please do uh, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, go to Stitcher, uh, Stitcher, yeah, Stitcher, and give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. And also, if you're listening to us on YouTube, more and more of you are finding us on YouTube, do subscribe to the channel. Do leave a positive remark. That is something that really uh, helps us, by the way, to be more in alignment with our, with, with our purpose, with our highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other people. So the way those work, if the more five-star reviews you give, the more those uh, iTunes and all these other widgets decide that, well, 
this is a good podcast. I'm going to share it with more people. That's the reason this continues to be the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals, because you guys continue to make it the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals. It's not Julie and I. I mean, this is Julie and I just being Julie and I. It's because you guys like what we're saying because you know it's making, well, hopefully you know, that it's making a difference in your lives. Be in alignment with this type of thinking, guys. That way, the best version of yourself can finally manifest. Anything else you want to say to these guys? Everybody send Tim a happy birthday. <laughs> you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, Julie's birthday is on March 12th. And she is She's 35 plus, am I not allowed to say it? What was that static you heard? 35 plus 16. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.